Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. We're going to shift our topic right now to our first guest, but to lay out the biblical foundations of what election integrity looks like, just so those who are listening know full well that our concerns are biblical in our nature. They may have political ramifications, but we're not fundamentally political. We are biblical in our scope. Election integrity means one person, one vote, Genesis 127. Being an adult, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Soundness of mind, Matthew 5, 37. Proof of identification, Philemon 19. Simple process, 1 Corinthians 14, 33. Obey the rules, 2 Timothy 2, 5. Citizenship, Exodus 12, uh, Ezekiel 44, Exodus 12 and again, Numbers 15, uh, Ezekiel 44, number of verses there. Independent verification, Proverbs 18, 17. That's the scriptural foundation for what we are following through now. We're going to meet our first guest is David Clements. He um, got his law degree from the University of New Mexico. He teaches business and consumer protection in New Mexico State. He's a former DA. He supervised thousands of prosecutions and a staff of trial attorneys, oversaw six law enforcement agencies. He was a lead attorney on, on trial teams that secured six murder convictions committed by members of the drug trafficking organization known as the AZ Boys. I was very intrigued that He's a guy who's had the courage to step forward. He gained national prominence after challenging the media narratives surrounding the January 6th Capitol riot, the sham impeachment of Donald Trump, as well as widespread claims that there was no fraud in the election of 2020. I really am happy to have him on here because I read about him when he took some steps, he and some others took some steps to make sure New Mexico could have an honest election. Having an honest election, by the way, is not being a domestic terrorist. It's just valuing integrity. So thank you. Um, i got to tell you, Professor Clements, it's a joy to have you on. Talk to us about the situation in New Mexico and honesty, honesty and uh, actual clarity in elections. Thank you, Jim, and it's good to be with you. I'll make one quick correction because um, I was fired from my position for refusing to take the experimental jab or having any of my students subjected to it this past October. So it's more of a, uh, a trucker handle at this point where people refer me to as uh, the professor, but um, I've moved on to basically doing election integrity work full time uh, because it's a foundational issue that we all have to uh, wrestle with. So um, uh, that's uh, an update for, for folks that might not be aware of my work, but um, it was odd being a consumer protection advocate and expert advising my students under the law that they weren't receiving any informed consent whatsoever because informed consent, if it's legal, you have the option to refuse. And everyone was told that either you take the jab or you either lose your job or you can't, you can't attend school. So fast forward to today. Uh, yes, I'm in the midst of overseeing an audit in New Mexico and uh, we've looked at eight counties. We had a full forensic audit in Otero County, but we've gone into any uh, any county that we can get information from and have served as an advisor across uh, the nation. Um, one scripture verse that I would add to the list that you had was how the Lord abominates inaccurate weights and measures. And the more that we learn about the election machines that are being used, we're finding that our voices are being shuffled, fractionalized. Um, the, the, the thought for most people that I talk to is that they think because they get a sticker after going into a voting center that that's their vote. 
but it's not, it gets chopped up. And, and we've got a lot of proof for that. There's one thing in particular that we've learned about, and it's this thing called a cast vote record. And this is probably the most critical piece of evidence that we have uh, from our audits. And anyone that's ever been subjected to a survey over the phone to figure out how you feel about a particular product or a candidate, there's this thing that makes that survey scientific, and it's called the law of large numbers. And what it means is that instead of having to poll every single person in your state or your community about what they feel, once you reach a sufficiently large enough number, you'll see some variability at the very beginning, but if it's randomly done, it will start to normalize and flatline. And that's why pollsters can say, we predict so-and-so will win uh, plus or minus 2% margin of error. Well, you have those same records within the machines. And when we look at them and analyze them, they do something that's impossible, that absolutely violates the law of large numbers in that they drive in a linear fashion to a predetermined set point. So many folks that are watching this are likely familiar with the documentary 2000 Mules that focuses on ballot stuffing. It focuses on the cover up to what's going on in the machines. The machines are the optimizer for voter fraud and the mallet mules are more or less trying to create a paper trail that covers up what's happening in the machines. Uh, so that would be, I guess, the first salvo just for, for you all to digest. But uh, again, thank you for having me with you. Well, tell us, what, what are our options on having a, a fair election, an honest election this fall? And it, do we need to go just to paper ballots? And do we need to go just paper ballots without machine counting, but hand counting? What, what are our options and what steps have you, are you taking there in New Mexico? Yeah, great question. Um, we would love to see an Amish-style election. And for folks that think that that is just beyond the pale, I would remind them that for over 200 years, that's what we did in this country. And we got election night results. And so what we've done over the past 20 years, ever since Bush versus Gore, that was the hanging chads um, incident that everyone remembers, we started going towards machine-driven voting. And as a result, things have become more vulnerable and susceptible to hacking. Uh, so I think the prescription is, instead of having these e-poll books, or tabulators that are all machine driven, they're all networkable, uh, that we get back to paper poll books. We get back to, to paper tabulation where you have a Republican presiding judge looking over the shoulder of people that are counting ballots in lockstep with a presiding judge from the Democratic Party. And they don't have to trust each other. In fact, the system works better when they don't. And over time, they tabulate. So folks that are old enough, they remember voting in very, very small manageable precincts you're looking at maybe 300 voters. You could have a staff of six people that could um, count that many votes in a precinct. The reporting happens at the local level. And all of these are safeguards where we have transparency and it's an intuitively very easy process to understand. Right now, if you're not an engineer with absolutely you know, spectacular qualifications on how these machines work, it's all smoke and mirrors. So I would, I would advocate for people to go back to the old ways because they are the best ways. A janitor can understand it. A nurse can understand it. A pastor can understand it. A lawyer can understand it. We got to get back to that because trust is at an all-time low. In fact, our la last Rasmussen poll shows that a clear majority of Americans do not trust the elections for the upcoming general. Um, so we can go back that way. So how do we do it? 
um, I think we start local. And so I'm a big advocate of the county commission strategy. And the reason why I advocate for that is that hundreds of election fraud cases were filed related to November 2020. 99.9% of those were dismissed on legal standing, meaning the court did not look at the merits. They weren't interested in looking at the merits. They just dismissed them and said, look, legislatures, this is a political issue. You deal with it. Well, the legislatures also acted with a degree of coward to saying, no, we want the courts to decide. And while they were juggling the hot potato, uh, basically what we saw happened on January 6th was the final step of lawlessness where Congress even booted. And so we've been left in limbo for the past 18 months to two years on any direction. Um, so we need clarity there. And I think the county commission strategy is more achievable because you're not trying to convince Congress. You're not trying to, to convince an entire a House or Senate. And you're not leaving your fate up to an unaccountable judge. Your audience is three to five county commissioners or uh, uh, depending on your terminology. I know that you get supervisors and, and recorders in different states. And you're getting them to cast a no confidence vote that we're not gonna use these machines and we're gonna go back to a paper-based system that we used in years past. And it's been done um, to varying degrees of success. We saw in Nye County, Nevada, a 5-0 decision to get rid of the, the cheat machines. We saw a 3-0 vote in Esmeralda County. We saw a 2-1 vote in Rio Blanca County, Colorado. And most recently in Otero County, where we did our audit, we had a unanimous decision to get rid of the Dominion machines for the general election coming up. So we are gaining traction uh, for this strategy, but it's, it's not easy because even in Otero, as soon as we had that vote, the Attorney General and the Secretary of State filed a lawsuit against our commissioners. They're threatening them with criminal prosecution and removal from office. So this is a really, uh, it's a down and dirty battle. In fact, our audit drew so much attention that the U.S. Congressional Oversight Committee got involved and started subpoenaing every record of our audit team. So they're trying to intimidate folks through lawfare. So this is not for the faint of heart, but I think this is a grassroots uh, movement where what we have to do is really educate the voter to take hold and reclaim the system uh, where we're all experts of, of how we, ca we cast our votes. And if we can get back to that, that's how you achieve confidence. I, I, I sort of fell off the wagon two paragraphs ago when you said the county commissioner and you cited the county in New Mexico, uh, I forget the name, they voted to have paper ballots. And did you say the attorney general of the state charged them with a crime or did I misunderstand you? They threatened it. So what happened was the secretary of state, just so you understand New Mexico, New Mexico has a progressive Democrat for governor. It has a progressive Democrat for attorney general. It has a progressive Democrat for secretary of state. It controls, the progressive Democrats control the House and the Senate. So we are as left-leaning as any state in the country. And so it's weird because if you look at our state, out of the 33 counties, by and large, we're conservative. If you just look at the map. But there's so much corruption in the urban population centers that that really drives what happens in our elections. And, and that's a familiar theme. But what happened is after the county commission exercised their constitutional sovereignty, because they alone have the ability under the election code to certify post-election results in their county, the secretary of state immediately filed a lawsuit 
called a writ of mandamus with the New Mexico Supreme Court. And within 24 hours without any due, uh, due process afforded to the, to the county commission, they ordered them. They said, thou shalt certify those results. We're telling you that your power is merely ministerial. It's symbolic. And if you don't, we're referring you to the attorney general's office for criminal prosecution and removal proceedings. One uh, courageous commissioner, Otero, uh, Otero Commissioner Coy Griffin, who is the founder of Cowboys for Trump, held and stuck to his guns. And now they are seeking uh, removal proceedings against him. So we're trying to survive and hold on until the general. But right now, it's really not a legal prescription that people need. It's a it's we just need to be courageous. And uh, we've got courageous commissioners sprinkled throughout the state. Um, but right now, the, the American people have to continue to shine a spotlight on corruption as, as in as many paces as they can to help them out because we're winning the battle. But it's in spite of the fact that so few legacy media outlets will cover this issue. Did you just say the name Coy Griffin? Yes, Coy Griffin. So he is a member of the Otera County Commissioners? He is. He was also uh, unjustly targeted for yeah. January 6th. He was out there praying with a, with a megaphone, didn't even go inside the building. And he spent three weeks in prison, nine of which were in solitary confinement. He is a courageous, godly man, and we're, we're, we're lucky to have him here in New Mexico. He was, as I understand it, charged with trespassing and never went in the building. Yes. Led in prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance over a megaphone and got arrested. And uh, we're going to be interviewing him. It's a pretty astounding story to hear that. It, now, so, so is there a website people can go to that you have that they can be trained the steps? So cause they, they need to go to, in our state, it's called Board of Supervisors. Uh, county commissioners, most places, <clears throat> they can go and 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 are there documents they can download and print off and and know what to say, what to ask for, what to expect. Uh, do you have some help on that on a website? Yes. Uh, the first thing I would say is get on Telegram if if you're not, because it's one of the few censorship uh, kind of safety zones that we're we're able to work, and it's it's really conducive to sharing information. So I've got a channel called the Professor's Record, and I'm also the founder of America's Audit Force and New Mexico's Audit Force. So we've got state chapters all over the country, but use the spyglass once you download the app, and you will be able to find information that's, that's um, you know, relevant to your state. And then my, my website called the professorsrecord.com. I've got videos of uh, basically all the experts that have weighed on cast vote records, the, the county commission strategy. Um, I have an interview with Jim Marchant, who was the first person to secure a victory in Nevada. Um, and, and on Telegram, it's just a treasure trove of information. So all we're telling people to do just from a, from a grassroots standpoint is usually your county commission or board of supervisor meetings are held every two weeks. Um, if they're very progressive and communist, they won't even let you get on the agenda to, to educate them. But there's usually a time for public comment, and usually you'll have two to three minutes to speak. So I will often record courageous, concerned citizens and put out to my platform, which has got well over 100,000 followers, um, just trying to model what it is to be informed and educated so that they can ask for a no confidence vote because this really you don't have to have an audit we did an audit you don't have to do a canvas this comes down to either they are they are our public servants and we are their masters or 
we're completely misunderstanding the Constitution. We, we can simply ask for a different system by virtue of the fact that we're the constituent. And so um, it's an unassailable position where we, we talk about this from a confidence standpoint. And right now, everyone with common sense knows that the person that is residing in the White House right now was not legitimately elected. And I, I say this as someone who's an expert in evidence. I've looked at thousands of affidavits. I've looked at the video evidence. We look at every single metric and nothing makes sense if you look at a hundred years worth of data. And I think most people's intuition has told them that, but we've got this constant feed of propaganda telling us that uh, this was the safest and secure selection. Thank God no one's buying it. And so the latest Rasmussen poll is proof of that, but that more or less is the strategy. And it's, I want you to think of this in terms of the game Jenga. Jenga is that tower with all the different blocks. And every time we get a victory in a county to go towards an Amish style election, instead of the machines, we're pulling a block out of that column. And you pull enough and you're gonna have a wonderful comparison between honest elections in particular counties against the, the fraud strewn elections with the machines. And right now we're, we're, we're finding massive fraud with a complete cheat that's, that's intact. Imagine what we're gonna be able to do when we keep pulling these blocks out. And that's what we're doing. Uh, so that, that's more or less the strategy, but go to theprofessorsrecord.com and get on Telegram and we'll get you connected with other patriots. We've got a network across the country. Uh, just a reminder to those who are listening who uh, may wonder what we're talking about, let me be very clear. We believe in truth. We believe in honesty. Uh, we believe in integrity. We believe thou shalt not bear false witness. And so we're in pursuit of truth period. This is a scriptural, biblical issue, and that's why we're interviewing Professor Clements, and I so appreciate, sir, your stand. Theprofessorsrecord.com, they can go there, they can download, and you are encouraging them to communicate uh, by telegram, uh, so that they can download it, and instead of using standard text, uh, telegram, uh, do, you, do you also use Signal, too, or do you just stay with primarily telegram oh yes when, when i communicate with uh friends that want to get work done we do use signal because it's got the double encryption uh, capability we're at the, we're in the you know the, this is almost like the underground church right now where we we try to speak the truth but we have resorted to being using tools like signal most of our videos are hosted on rumble because it gets flagged and taken down from youtube i've never experienced that in my life where uh there's been such a monopoly on what is communicated uh, but yeah, but Telegram is one of the places where I think the most work is being done because it really is just, it's very conducive to sharing files, videos, links. And so, the, you know, what we're looking at is kind of like uh, if, if people that are familiar with the military, there's this thing called a quartermaster. The quartermaster doesn't go out there and actually uh, shoot the gun. He prepares the quarters. He gives people their meals, their boots, and all the resources. And on Telegram, we've got these channels, these audit force channels where it really equips every, everyone with the information that they need to be productive, uh, to have more accountability in elections. If I'm not mistaken, there are over 3,000 counties in the United States. Uh, yes. Are, are, is our concern primarily about 14 or 16 battleground states, or is our concern, obviously we care about integrity everywhere, is our concern all 3,000, or are you able to target uh, a more realistic number of counties that might be able to impact in a short span of time? Great question. My, my, my thoughts on that have changed. I think at first, I, I didn't think that the problem was as bad as it really is. So a lot of us were thinking 
six counties and six swing states, and that's all you need to to uh, um, screw up a, a national election for a, a presidential race. And what we're finding is through these algorithms is that we're seeing a skewing and shuffling of votes in every county in every state. And that's the reality. So what happens is you use these high-speed tabulators that are hooked to the internet in urban centers. You can do manipulation. There's designer software on the actual um, program files that are installed in these, these machines. We've had a nation state vulnerability expert look at machines in Michigan and New Mexico. We're finding stuff that should not exist where the ability is right there in the machine to switch votes. And so uh, when you notice that that's the problem, the thought is let's go where there's the most fraud. The problem with that strategy is that those are the greatest bottlenecks of corruption. And so from a political standpoint, you won't get anyone to listen to you. So what we've done with the county commission strategy, we go to the outlier counties, the most ignored, forgotten counties where you've got America first patriots that are God-fearing. Uh, they love the law. They love the rule of law. And they're generally ignored by the urban centers. And then they realize, hey, there's only three of us. Let's, let's solve the problem here in our, in our own backyard. And what happens is if you fix your county, you effectively are starting the solution to fixing your country. And, and so um, while it might not get Trump back in the White House right now, it's but, gotta be a great vision for people to cast for them to know that the judge that you just voted for in your county is legitimate or your rep is legitimate or your sheriff is the right sheriff. Um, so that's the vision that we're casting because a lot of us were on autopilot. A lot of us were familiar with the Maricopa audit. And instead of getting busy in our own counties, we watched for six, seven months and we lost crucial time because now the statute of limitations is going to run for preservation of our election records from 2020. September 3rd, everyone's got the legal authority to destroy those records. And in many cases, we found through our audits that Dominion and these uh, machine providers destroyed records anyway. In our full forensic audit, Notero, they deleted the entire 2020 project file, which violates federal law and state law. And we're finding that across the country. It happened in Mesa County. Tina Peters, a wonderful whistleblower and clerk, was indicted and charged as she's running for secretary of state. She might be the most honest uh, candidate in Colorado, and she, she's been maligned by so many people. Um, so the county commission strategy is, is really, when you think about it, something that I think is very God-honoring because it's... It's the weakest among us. It's the overlooked. It's the uh, it's the people that the elites look down on, and they're the ones that are providing the light. Otero County is a red county, cowboys, military. It's agricultural, and they're providing a light for the rest of the country. And uh, so I think that's the solution: is one county at a time. Let's take care of our backyards, and we and and the solution or the prescription means that we have to get off our own rear ends and get active and show up to these county meetings having been through what i have been through i'm going to look in the camera and say this social media platform if you're one who comes and accuses me of misinformation for interviewing this man i invite you on your fact checkers on with this professor uh, on my time on this on this show and you can debate with him and we want truth we hunger for truth we long for truth so fact checkers you're welcome to come on and debate discuss the issue with professor clements uh, live on the air, and we want to see where truth falls. Hmm. Now, that was a free public announcement. We don't, uh, Professor, um, to summarize, I suppose we, we don't live in a nation that follows rule of law. We've lost the consent of the governed. Uh, that's the painful reality that we're we're all fessing, fe uh, experiencing. But I, I'm 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 taken by your 
Did I understand you right? 78% discrepancy in the voter rolls? Did I hear you correctly? In Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, it's one of the worst examples. Uh, there's a, a brilliant patriot by the name of Tony Shoup. She heads up the group Audit the Vote PA. And that was the worst case county. Um, other places had discrepancy rates of 30%, 32%. In Otero County, I can tell you from firsthand experience, we had a 40% discrepancy rate. And um, just to kind of give you a flavor, we go to the door and say, hey, I'm a volunteer looking to verify the accuracy of our voter rolls. Jim, do you live at this residence? And could you answer a few questions? Jim says, yes, I do. I say, Jim, did you vote? Don't tell me who you voted for because I don't want to be accused of intimidation, but did you vote in the 2020 election? You say, yes, I checked the official voter roll from the Secretary of State's office. And I say, I'm sorry, Jim, according to the official rules, it says you did not cast a vote. Now we found out that 2% of the people that we canvassed and we canvassed 20% of Otero County, 2% found out that their vote was dropped or lost. It gets worse than that. If I continue the survey, I say, Jim, does a John Martinez live at your residence? And you say, no. And then I, I follow up again. Well, how long have you lived at your residence, Jim? And you say, I've lived here for 20 years. Well, according to the official voter roll, there is a John Martinez registered to your house and he cast a vote from your address. We found out that 3% of those that we canvassed, we found ghost voters like that. We found people that were registered to vacant parking lots. And it gets even worse. 5%, if you're keeping track of the math, that's 2 plus 3, that's 5% plus another 5%. People that, that swear up and down that they voted in person, the, the method of their vote was changed when you look at the voter rolls, meaning they voted in person, but it shows up as they cast a mail-in vote. It's very curious, right? Does everyone have a faulty memory? No, these people remember how they voted because it was a very consequential election. But now we're looking at 11% of our canvas showing digital manipulation when we compare all the information that we're getting at the door versus the official voter roll. And one of the reasons why I bring up that shuffling, this is something that was just released by an expert by the name of Jeff O'Donnell, who released Edison data uh, for elections out of Fulton County, Georgia, and two counties in Pennsylvania. And we're seeing this oscillation where votes were being counted and subtracted and mail-in votes would, would, uh, would be added and subtracted. Sometimes the mail-in votes would outpace the in-person voting. And this, these were, these are, this is the real Edison data that was reported through the New York Times um, as it's what you see on TV. And he was able to track every bit of it. And it makes sense on what we were seeing. So what we're seeing, guys, I can't stress this enough, is manipulation through designer software in the machines itself. And we have pre-selected candidates. That's why your school boards are run with, with communist Marxists in rural Texas. Right. This is this is a scheme that went from the ground up and the mule stuff that we saw on Dinesh D'Souza's documentary, which was wonderful, is the cover up. It's the cover up. So I know that I'm throwing a lot at you, but when you understand the input output of the life cycle of your vote, there are different moving parts and they all have different vulnerabilities. One of the things that I, it's not shocking for those that are in the know that the poll books, when you show up, there's usually a sweet lady that gives you your physical ballot if you use them. And they're checking your name on this thing called an e-poll, but it looks like an iPad, but it's got uh, software that's uh, specific for elections. 
And that's great because they can mark who showed up to get the ballot, but it also gives you a list of who hasn't shown up. And no one really asks this question when they watch 2000 Mules, they don't ask themselves, how is it that the mules know how many ballots to deliver to specific ballot box in specific precincts? The poll book data gives you all the analytics that you need. And here's the capital. Those poll books are hooked to the internet. In fact, the election code demands that they're network. And we found in New Mexico through our audit that poll book data was being transferred and shared by our secretary of state with operatives that ran action plans for other Democrats throughout the state. So you start putting the pieces together like this is a uh, like a, a crime, which it is, and you can see how it is that people know, huh, we've got a close race over here. Let's stuff 20 ballots in that ballot box with no surveillance and you change races. So this is a combination of machine-driven cheats. Some of the machines don't have to be hooked to the internet. If you've got the data from the poll books and you've got someone running an action plan, you'll, you'll have directives on, on where to drop off those ballots. And remember from 2000 Mules, one of the things that, that was really, really great about the film is that they were extremely conservative in how they counted their mules. Meaning that the mules had to go to, I think, 10 different drop boxes in addition to that, they had to stop at a nonprofit. Could you do me a favor, please call your hand? So the nonprofit was basically, I think, the people that are providing them with all of the analytics on where to go. That's what we're seeing here, folks. This is, uh, you know, when I when I talk about my my history in taking down drug trafficking organizations, DTOs is what we called them. Um, I've got eight first degree murder convictions to my belt. This is vote trafficking. It's the same concept. You've got vote traffickers, you've got mules, and you've got the cartel. The election cartel is the systemic centerpiece. It's the brainchild that is directing stuff, just like we have drug cartels. The problem with you know battling this, though, is that people, this is more of a psychological issue. People can't understand how bad it is, or they can't believe that our elections could be this bad. And I hate to break it to your audience, they are this bad. We have third world elections now. And I take no delight in telling you this. This is why I do this full time. I, I can't, I couldn't teach to my students even if I wanted to, knowing the corruption that I see. I can't hold up the constitution and say, look at this wonderful document when we don't follow it. We uh, so appreciate uh, you coming on. You didn't sugarcoat it, nor should you have. It always intrigues me every time I hear someone on television from the left call it the big lie. I say, if it's such a big lie, all you have to do is show all the data to prove your case. Put it out in the open so everybody can examine it. But that never happens. Instead, it's always just accusations and intimidation and bullying and calling it the big lie without ever giving proof and the evidence that it's, as they think it is, a, a lie. I, I marvel at that. Uh, Professor, uh, we, we, we kept you three times the length of time we were supposed to because I couldn't think of a place to bring it to a halt. You were so articulate and uh, really winsome in your communication skills. Uh, we're going to pray for you. I do see a guitar back there, so next time you come on, you're going to have to play the guitar for us. Uh, what is your style of music, may I ask? Oh, I play in a bunch of rock and roll bands. Very loud, and I'm not very talented, so uh, brace yourself. <laughs> And I also see a sign, if I'm reading it correctly, communist parking not permitted. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love that you need to market those signs. That's great. 
we're going to have Isabella. I mean, uh, let's see, who am I looking for here to pray for us? Help me out, someone, our special friend from New Mexico. Yes, Isabella Solis. If you'll come on, I want you to pray for this issue and for Professor Clements. We've got to go to a next guest here pretty quickly, and we are okay. way, way behind. But Isabella, I've appreciated your influence. And uh, you were one who once was there, and then you saw the light and you you moved dramatically and you're impacting many within the hispanic community and way beyond that isabella would you uh would you lead in prayer for professor clements certainly <clears throat> thank you for this opportunity i do want to make a comment about professor david and his family uh, as i talk to people around the community uh, i've got one quote that i like to share and this is these are some of the things that people are saying about professor uh, she says professor david and aaron and professor david are the best examples of a true christian patriot family who care about the nation and state in which their children and grandchildren grow up they do the correct true thing every time no matter if the dis dishonest folks get upset or not and are not afraid to admit if they're wrong about something so that was a comment uh and those are the kind of things i hear in our community so i just kind of wanted to share that because it was it's important so father i just thank you lord that america has become so disconnected from the root of truth we are founded on we are sounding the alarm in new mexico father and across this nation evil is exalted and we need voices big and small famous voices regular people we need them in high places and in every everyday places like in schools and county commissions father to be able to change father god the course of this nation i'm asking you father in jesus name that you would help us to save um america and turn it back to you lord we need people of uh, men and women of integrity father that will begin to step up into these places father god and serve with honesty and with truth and lord i just want to declare psalm 21 11 uh, over the over David Clements, though they intended evil against you and devised a plot, they will not succeed. Though that people will not succeed, it does not matter what the enemy plans against uh, those that are uh, working hard with election integrity. They will not succeed. I declare that, and I also declare Psalm ninety-one, verse eleven through. 13 god sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go defending you from all harm if you walk into a trap they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling you'll even walk unharmed among the fierce powers of darkness trampling every one of them beneath your feet so father i just declare safety and protection over the family and all those that are out there working father election integrity we thank you father god we cover them with your blood and father i thank you father that you are turning this nation back to god because people father god are coming on board we have a voice and we can no longer allow the enemy to hold our voices back so i call forth father for your people to stand up tall and be able to voice their opinions and their thoughts and get busy and get involved in voter and integrity and in elections and i just give you praise glory and honor for all that you're doing in jesus name i pray amen thank you so much isabella and they're in new mexico and uh professor we just stand with you we we're eager to have you back on and give an update and we're we're praying we're praying for a miraculous turnaround and a hunger for truth and righteousness across this nation thank you professor
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.